Well, I come from a family of adventure seekers. My dad hiked the Appalachian Trail when he was 17. Um, he hiked, uh, he had hiked from Alaska, or sorry, from New York to Alaska as well. My mom traveled across the country in an RV and stopped at every national park that she passed when exploring. Um, when I was 10, my family hiked the Colorado Trail for fun. Um, so I was kind of raised with this really high bar and a really big expectation of what is humanly possible. Um, so I've kind of grown up going really big in everything I do. Um, so one day I kind of had this idea, and it was to hike New Zealand's new 3,000-kilometer trail, the Te Aroa, alone. Um, and I quickly made that a decision, and I spent the next six months planning. Um, so I actually, um, I'm a tiny person, so I worked with a nutritionist to, get to bulk up um, and gain as much weight as I could before my trip. And so for six months I worked with her, and I gained a shocking two pounds. Um, um, in addition, I did some gear prep, you know, what backpack would I bring? I did some food research, where would I get my food? How much food would I carry at a time? Where would I supply my food? What food did people in New Zealand need? I've never been there. Um, and the trail was actually really new, so there wasn't a lot of data available. So I found what research I could and kind of planned, um, and very quickly that six months became a few days, and suddenly I was sitting in state 16B on a, you know, a flight to New Zealand. Um, so I land in New Zealand, and I, I get on this bus, and I go to the northernmost part of the island. Um, I hop off, and I have my backpack, and I want some food, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, oh my god, like I did it. All I have to do is walk, like that's gonna be the easy part. <laughs> um, so for the first six weeks of my hike, I cried every single day. <laughs> um, and yes, let me explain. There are several consistent themes during my hike. Um, the first is what I like to call inception blisters. I had blisters growing inside of other blisters, inside of other blisters. Um, and it got so bad to the point that I had so many blisters and then my feet were so swollen that I cut out the liners and like the backs of my shoes so I could get my feet to fit. And it seemed like a really good idea at the time, but of course, surprise, it caused more blisters. <laughs> um, I had sandfly bites. Uh, it's New Zealand's most, like sandflies are the most vicious creatures on the island, but they bite every inch of exposed skin. And so within a couple of days, I really looked pretty unrecognizable. I just was covered in bites. I had pack rash and bruises from my pack and how heavy it was. Um, and I was consistently hungry. No matter how much food I put in my pack and how much food I ate at resupply stations, I just was constantly hungry. And it actually got to the point where every time I got to a town to resupply, I had two dozen eggs and I cooked them up. And guys, pounding 24 eggs every week is like a pretty gross habit to develop. <laughs> but for some reason, it just like made me feel really renewed and refreshed to like keep hiking. So that's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> so this sounds really fun, like a really good idea so far, all of these things. Um, and in all honesty, as much planning or preparing that you can do for a through hike, um, there's a lot of unexpected moments and a lot of great moments that happen on a trip like this. Um, but so, for example, um, on the North Island of New Zealand, they had the wettest summer that they've had in 60 years. And so it rained every day, um, except for four days. I mean, it rained while I hiked, while I slept, while I ate, it rained while I cried. Um, <laughs> it just rained. I mean, that rain caused some seriously big mudslides that knocked out huge, like, mile-long sections of the trail, which would cause me to either get lost 
um, or have to detour really, really far to get back to where I needed to go. And that same rain caused the water levels to rise. And so in New Zealand, there's six rivers that you have, that you have to cross that they kind of warn you about. And so they became not dangerous, but like really dangerous because now they were really, uh, <laughs> really just raging. Um, and so on one of the crossings I did, I ended up getting swept down river. All my gear was wet. Um, and you know, like I finally got out and my tent's wet and my sleeping bag's wet. And I was like, oh man, like this sucks. No, but, you know, I was taught, like, I have this family, they're adventurers, I, I got to persevere, and so I did, and um, I got to the South Island, and there's the, it's the, it was the longest section of the trails, nine days for me in between food supplies, um, food resupplies, and I, um, it's a cool section, because on day five, there's this huge pass that you have to kind of summit, and on the either side of the pass is a mountain hut, so it's kind of a nice break from the ground, and my, you know, my sleeping pad that has holes in it now. Um, and so I'm sitting there on the morning of day five, kind of lo uh, looking out the window. Um, I see a storm brewing, and sprawled out in front of me is all the food I have left. I have a half a block of cheese, I have four dehydrated dinners, um, I have four breakfasts, a couple granola bars, a few pieces of smashed bread that made it to the bottom of my pack, and like an almost empty jar of peanut butter. And so I'm kind of thinking, you know, like if I wait out the storm, I don't really know how much, like how long I'm going to wait. But if I go, like, I might make it. And so I frantically just, you know, I pack up my bag, and I'm like, I'm going to go for it. So I make my way up this pass, and it's a little windy and rainy. And I, like, quickly changes, and it's snowing, and it's, like, I don't know, like, a monsoon of snow, and it's, like, super windy. It's just crazy. And it gets so windy to the point that I act like, blowing me over. And I can't, like, stand up. And so then, me being the stubborn person I am, I, like, have my pack off, and I'm, like, putting it three inches ahead of me, and I'm, like, like doing the inchworm, like crawling on the ground, like I'll get there. I didn't get there. I ended up having to turn around. <laughs> um, and I retreated back down to that cabin. Um, and I was hungry and I was cold and I was tired. And instead of getting to eat my food, I had to ration my food. And so I took that half a block of cheese and I cut it into eight pieces. And I took each of my four dehydrated dinners and I split them in half and put them in like other bags. and. Um, because I didn't know how long I'd be there to wait out this storm. Um, well, the good news is I only waited for two days in that hut for the storm to pass. And on the morning of the third day, you know, I, I make it to the summit and I'm standing there. Um, it's pretty cold still and I'm celebrating with a slice of cheese. Like, yay me. You really did it. You earned this slice of cheese, Kelly. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking out over these, like, beautiful fjords and these, like, huge valleys and mountains. And I, like, have, like, I knew I was where I was supposed to be. I mean, like, every single one of these little trials and the blisters, all those things, like, they were just little, like, things, little challenges, and when I accomplished them, it was just, like, these huge accomplishments, even the small things are the big things. Um, and so, after eating 307 eggs, uh, losing 16 pounds, walking 3,324 kilometers in 121 days, I found myself standing on the southernmost point of New Zealand. I had done it.